0: these are all good questions yeah do they eat like like um berries and and nuts and stuff from the earth do you find nuts in the earth
1: i think nuts grow from like trees and shit
0: yeah but i guess nuts are berries like Like, do they find them
1: on the earth but i mean (laughs) i mean like if you think (laughs) they come from if
0: you're foraging you don't forage for nuts do you
1: sure i think you forage for anything that's forageable right
0: Welcome back to show me yours with jackie and johnny everyone i'm jackie agnew
1: i'm johnny devito
0: and thank you so much for watching this is episode 10. Woo! Woo! Look at <laughs> yeah we made it 10 episodes
1: we've committed to something for the first time in our life yeah
0: that,
2: uh, <laughs> you know
1: we're not we're not floundering we're not squandering away from the responsibilities that we have yeah as uh parents to a uh, to a misfit little redheaded uh, stepchild of a yeah of a podcast, it's fun.
0: Exactly, I'm excited. And you know, I love celebrating things, even as something as inconsequential as ten podcasts.
1: We're celebrating. Oh, what do you, what do you got? Oh
0: shit!
1: <laughs> <laughs> right on. Cool. Happy
0: ten podcasts. Yeah, happy yeah. happy happy ten podcasts, everybody
1: uh brought to you by something that i can't pronounce yeah but that i don't looks really delightful. know
0: what it's do we leave name that here do we put is? that here yeah
1: a quasi. yeah well, we're drinking that shit. that looks awesome yeah cool right on yeah <laughs> All right.
0: and uh today we're doing a very special album to me um most of you have probably seen the cover before or recognize this it's damn the torpedoes by tom petty and the heartbreakers One of their uh, probably their most well-known album, definitely their sort of definitive album, I would say, and their breakthrough album. Kind of sucks. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs)
1: I'm just joking. I have to be the voice of uh, antagonism on this one, so it's gonna be. uh, This is gonna be fun.
0: (laughs) Okay, but damn uh, the
1: torpedoes, damn this album.
0: Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh before we get to that there's uh an interesting story we'd like to discuss first yeah and so basically the the gist of this story is that this uh this lady on tiktok uh uploaded a video um explaining her theory that uh all these uh, there's like a contingent of missing people That go missing in uh, U.S. Like, national parks I mm-hmm. guess it is mm-hmm. And her theory Is that these people Are taken and eaten by cannibals Who live in various caves Around the park And she sort of mapped out uh, Where these people go missing And shows how it correlates To the caves and people are freaking out a little bit. Um, she basically... And you know what I like about this story is that it ties into Bigfoot in a way.
1: Well, the thing about it is that um, what this woman has um, is, is claiming, which is actually kind of like... An, it's an interesting theory. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say no to it because cannibalism is infinitely fascinating. But... Um, to go even deeper into the topic of cannibalism, the fact that there's like an underground network Mm -hmm. of cannibals that live and operate out of tunnels and pull in um, you know, weary travelers through mm-hmm. the national parks.
0: And use Bigfoot as a front.
1: Like, that's the part that I have a problem with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we've been over this before, right? Anybody using Bigfoot for their own personal gain. And like um, trying
0: to make make Bigfoot, big feet seem like monsters. Yes. We know they're gentle creatures. Of course,
1: right? That kind of goes without saying. So the um it's it's that, that I have a problem with. But if this is an actual um underground network of of cannibals Mm -hmm. then we can't put that on them because i don't like they've never gone out and made a statement right i think a lot of people are um are kind of casting those aspersions towards bigfoot Mm -hmm. um unfairly yes but you know what i mean they they, uh, because it's just the easiest conclusion that a lot of people have for um uh, a large number of people that have gone missing
0: yeah so she had this whole theory basically she says she thinks the Sasquatch sounds that you hear in missing four one one calls. I wasn't aware this was a thing. Yeah, um, I,
1: very of uh, a serious lack of, of of evidence that she brought to the table. Yeah,
0: I didn't know burned. that there was like this whole. I mean, maybe we should have done more research, but I didn't know there was a whole like subsection of like uh missing 411 calls where you hear Sasquatch noises in the background
1: yeah I'm gonna need um like a full compilation on this like and uh even like my, I, I I want the files myself. Like I don't mm. want a YouTube video kind of explaining it to me. Yeah, right? like I want I really it to
0: come from an uh, official source for sure. Yeah. Right,
1: I need to dig through these, uh, you know, through these documents and, and mm. then through this audio evidence. I think w- um well we need to do it ourselves, right? Yeah. So we can really get to the bottom of this. But yeah. until then, um, I think we should leave Bigfoot out of it for the sake of uh, you know. To really discuss the idea mm-hmm. that um, like the, that the hills really have eyes, would that be this right. kind of situation, right? Like yeah. we're underground. Oh uh, man, dwellers. that was one of
0: the first, not the first, but it was one of the first scary movies that I remember watching that really fucked me up. For well, a bit. it's
1: a frightening movie, it's right? Terrifying. It's not the um like a you know like a slasher flick or this and that. Like this is the idea that. You know, people are actually living like that, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. Going to prey on, uh, you know, innocent travelers for just for sustenance. Yeah, you know what I and mean. And like, That's they wild. don't
0: hold any. Like, there are some pretty horrific scenes in that. In oh, that movie. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: Jackie, imagine your life as a cannibal. You know, Dumb. right? Like every, um, every kill that, he, well, I mean, every meal that you prepare would have to go into. Like the hunt would be so much more, you know, like you're not sitting in a in a blind waiting for a fucking deer to walk by, Jackie. You're yeah. hunting, you know, the most dangerous prey they call it. Yeah. Right? Or How would you hunt a person, just hypothetically?
0: Well, that's a great question. I think probably it would be like a driving. I mean, at, I I'm from the island. I live my the house that I grew up on is really in the middle of nowhere. It's in it's I live on an island uh, in a very small town, but my house is outside of that very small town. So it's it's very remote. And yeah, so the absolutely. way that I would imagine it is sort of driving in in that location late at night. There happens to be a pedestrian. It's my car against them. Who know? Who knows? Who knows what's so going to happen? So your
1: vehicular manslaughter type yeah. of thing. I didn't picture you as the type of person to maybe like you know, have, like, a blade in your teeth and be creeping through the grass. I think, because like, what
0: I'm thinking, I would need to be as removed as I can be from this situation, sure. but I wouldn't want to have, like, a gun or something.
1: Yeah, the blood is still on your hands, but more on, mm-hmm. like, your fenders.
0: Exactly. And, and I, yeah. I it was an I- innocent mistake. And then I had to feed my family. Sure. So, sure. it's like, there. I had a bus driver uh, in middle school, and she was known... Around the the bus driving circuit, as the lady you would call every time a bus driver hit a deer, because she would come pick it up, and and cook it for her family.
1: Oh, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty gnarly. Like anybody that's in the business of catching roadkill or yeah. picking up roadkill. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you're using it and 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 feeding feeding your loved ones with it, then that's kinda cool, but that's pretty gnarly to yeah. to pick like um, you know, the like the the Ford emblem out of like a rib cage or yeah. something like that, right? Before you're gonna put the stakes on.
0: Because really, like on the the surface, I mean like you get like an initial like oh reaction. Yeah. Like that's kinda like that's kind of that's kind of gross. That's kind of, you know, trashy. Totally. But that's no different it's even less I would say it's less um, violent than like hunting because you're not going out of your way to kill an animal. This animal uh, was accidentally killed, sure. and it's yeah. either tossed the body into the ditch. Or no, you this cook lady feeds up. her family.
1: Yeah, like uh, yeah. shout out to that lady. I think that's like. But a, you do it. I you
0: have to, like shovel it off the, the front of the bus and shit. Like that's. It's Marley. <laughs> that's I mean, yeah. I'm not
1: saying it's like the it's the way to go about it, but um, she's an opportunist, <laughs> mm. and uh, you can't fault her for that. I bet she saves. Times are tough out here. I mean, that's significant. How many savings. people does
0: a full deer feed?
1: Shit, I don't know. I don't need Anything. a deer, but I'd imagine like it, it probably. It'd probably take, like, a family of four, like, a little bit to eat a deer. Maybe, like, a couple months or something, maybe. I don't know yeah. if you're just
0: eating deer. I don't know. I, it depends on the size of the deer, of sure. course. Yeah.
1: And even, and if the, if the, if the if it's all fucked up from getting hit by a bus and you just, like, make making a sausage or something. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm for this now. Yeah, some venison dogs. Yeah. I think if I was going to hunt a person, I would do it, like, in a fishing lure kind of way, right? Like, I oh, want to okay. have something, like, a tractor that catches the eye, right? Mm-hmm. So you could really, like, you know, get a fish on the line. Right. If you will I'd probably do, like, what Bugs Bunny does and, like, dress up in, like, a dress (laughs) and, like, you know, like, lipstick and everything like Mm. that. And if I'm, like, in a remote location showing a little bit of leg, yeah, right, then I feel like I would have better chances than if I was just, you know, out there, like, in a more, like, camouflaged, you know, situation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, kind of being one with the surroundings. I don't think that's the way to go. I think um, I'm gonna let the prey come to me. Yeah, and then like praying mantis style. If I was yeah. gonna, then if I was gonna be a cannibal, mm-hmm. then I would. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'd have to have sex with the guy and then eat and him, then eat eat his eat head, eat
0: his he- hit head first, eat
1: his face, yeah, off. Jackie <laughs> you've never sick. seen the movie Face Off Jackie but you will and there's a point there where this is going to be a great thing in our friendship who's going to be like I want to face off yeah. you'll meet him you'll fucking meet him and it's going to be great
0: yeah I know I look forward to, to seeing this this film
1: it's a classic <laughs> um, it's John Travolta and Nicolas Cage
0: as I looked it up after oh, my you brought, yeah. oh my god yeah so the first 10
1: minutes of the movie is like John Travolta and Nicolas Cage playing very distinct characters mm-hmm. and then their faces come off, yeah, and then they play the rest of the movie as each other's very distinct characters. Fantastic, yeah. Pastor Troy is Nicholas Cage's <laughs> character, and in my opinion, one of my favorite on-screen gangsters of all time. Continue yeah. the story.
0: Um, I don't. I haven't the faintest idea what I was talking about. Sorry, I get.
1: I got off on a tangent there a little bit. I really like the movie Face Off. Is what I was yeah. trying to say.
0: For context for the listener, we were talking about face-off earlier this week because I had yeah. a nightmare that uh <laughs> that at first it started off genuinely. I won't go too deep into, into my dream because I know most people don't like hearing about dreams, but the gist of it was that I received a call from like a hospital that was specifically for severe horrific injuries. And they called me to tell me that, that we're joy- the hospital
1: of severe specific injuries. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and they told me that Johnny was there and I was like, "Oh my god." Like freaking out like, "Is he okay?" They're he like, "He has a
1: very severe <laughs> specific injury." <laughs> and they're
0: like, you, "He's he's okay, but you have you have to come here right now." So I was like freaking out and then I get to- <laughs> And the injury is that Johnny is like walking kind of funny. Like I wouldn't even call it a limp. You just have a funny walk to you. And your face is not your face, but is the face of the situation from Jersey Shore. (laughs) And that was the severe specific to specific injury that you sustained. That guy does so many fucking push ups and sit ups (laughs) and shit that, like,
1: if I woke up one day with anything from the situation that, like, wasn't his fucking abs, his face is gross. And I'm like,
0: it was so funny because, like, it was, like, truly. Like it was a frightening dream because it's uh, obviously like a fear of a huge fear of mine for something to happen for me to, to wake up
1: with the face of the situation. But
0: so a fear of mine for something to happen to you. But then that thing was that you had the face of the situation, which is a nightmare.
1: Which is okay. it like, it's, it's
2: it's
0: almost
1: worse. Yeah, right? like it's almost worse yeah. than like whatever could happen. But it is a pretty severe specific injury. Yeah. Right? And
0: they were like, "He's lucky he has all of his limbs." And I'm I'm like, what the fuck happened to his face? Uh, We didn't
1: think you were going (laughs) to ask about that, actually. Fuck. Greg, get in here. You did it.
2: you got to tell her. I was like, (laughs) if if I'm
1: walking around, like, I haven't seen a mirror yet. And I'm like, why is everybody looking at me? What's up? (laughs) I got this weird urge to do, like, to go to the gym and then maybe tan and then do my laundry. (laughs) That show was stupid but I love that show. Like the first season of, this, of, the, of the Jersey Shore or whatever. That was oh, fucking man, funny. Oh man, it's
0: so like I I have been rewatched. This was like a because I have been rewatching Jersey Shore lately, <laughs> and I realized after this that it, I need to stop watching <laughs> Jersey
2: Shore. Yeah. After
1: the first season, everybody should have realized they need to stop watching the Jersey Shore. But mean, it, like it was a like time capsule. It's a piece of like what what year did that come out? It was like two thousand. It was early two like, thousands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For
0: me, it's just a thing like. If I, I don't know, like I go through uh, waves and lately I've been feeling sort of, sort of down, I guess. And like, I don't. When I'm sort of in those moods, I don't want to watch a show that I have to like pay attention to and shit. I just want something that I can just turn my brain off. And yeah, then I like always like you're staring at
1: your phone and like it's just in the background. Yeah, kind of exactly. Thing or and just bumming out, looking yeah. at people's better lives on Instagram, feeling <laughs> shitty about yeah. yourself. No, I've never felt like that before. And
0: so I've never I, done that. I, I like watching reality show, reality TV in those times. And Jersey Shore is one of my go tos that's fair
1: that's <laughs> totally fair i do the flavor of love so like yeah. there's really nothing that yeah i've watched flavor flames flavor of love i don't know 13 times maybe yeah exactly I, I couldn't really tell you how good. many
0: times i've watched jersey Shore. kardashians too not as much yeah. i haven't watched the newer seasons but I haven't i've watched,
1: watched i haven't watched a single up there's some meme flowing around like they just did like 200th yeah. episode and like i haven't watched one episode and i felt like i do know there's like a weird i hate like looking at it, meme and being like fuck yeah but, like there was i that see that right.
0: one i'm like you're fucking lost it's a great show i it's imagine so it's, entertaining yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the early 200. seasons particularly i haven't watched the later ones because now they're all you know they're they're they're, they're Kada- the kardashians well, but once first, you get no that far knew... into
1: the series right like it's yeah. hard for the writers to keep it interesting so <laughs> i think, I think yeah. shit's gotta get crazy yeah but let uh, get in here we're gonna <laughs> we got a wild one for you
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um anyways back to this this story um So uh, in 2011, the founder of the North America Bigfoot Search launched a database of wildland disappearances that occurred under mysterious circumstances. And from his research, there are at least 1,600 people currently missing in the wild somewhere in the United States. Now, I don't really understand why He took this upon himself because again, it's furthering this narrative that Bigfoot are somehow involved in these missing people. Well,
1: Jackie, was he trying to clear the name of Bigfoot I by, by I doing I this, or is, is that unclear? I,
0: I, it's unclear. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, all I know is that he launched this, uh, this project, uh, to, to, I guess, I don't know, tally the, the missing people that have gone missing in the fair. wild I in these approach specific
1: areas. Everything in the Bigfoot um, universe, in the realm of, of, of... If that's what we're talking about, I approach it with 100% positivity. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and just believe that that guy um, is doing this with Bigfoot's best interest in mind.
2: I,
0: I hope so. so I okay. certainly hope All right. so. Um,
1: but yeah, because if he's got something sinister on his plate here and he's trying to you know, do something, I might have to go fuck him up. But yeah. that's that's neither here nor
2: there.
0: And then another quote from this movie, this, movie, this video is... We've never seen a Sasquatch before. We've never seen Bigfoot before. But we have found the clothes of missing people a hundred yards away from where they were originally taken.
1: So obviously, (laughs) yeah. So clearly cannibals.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Clearly an advanced network of underground cannibal um, dwellers. So it'd be like a Chud is like a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. So -hmm. would this be like... Like a bunch of Chuds running around here, just.
0: I guess so. That, I mean, seems, that sounds exactly like Chad
1: what was a it cool movie, is. too. We it should watch w- that one. Yeah. But, um, she kind of sucks. I know. Anyway, um, it's like it pretty cool, right? For, you know, for th- that theory, right? But it's such a fucking leap, mm-hmm. right? Have they found the remains of, um, bodies because, uh, like, uh, scientists have found, um, Human remains, and they mm. can tell whether or not these people were primarily um, mm. eating, uh, hu- are eating meat, yeah. and then they can tell from like, um, I think like s- certain disease or whatever, or or even like, um, I don't know, shit in the bones. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I've yeah. heard that um, like I don't know, watching History Channel and shit like that, and they can say that yes, this like this tribe was known to, um, to eat people or blah blah blah, like based on certain things, right? So has there been any remains of any Um, Like humans found in any of these caves, or anything to
0: to suggest that they were eaten by other maybe yeah Yeah, right like I want to give it the
1: yeah because it just it it sounds
0: it seems that I don't understand why these cannibals would be hiding in caves when there are existing tribes in remote areas that are known to be cannibals and there are just people walking this earth that have a taste for human flesh and speak about it openly
1: yeah of course
0: so like why why what is the necessity for these cannibals to be hiding in caves and just snatching people it seems like there'd be easier ways to go about this
1: there definitely is i mean like live in a populated area you can go on the internet and find people that like that want to be eaten there's like a famous case of a guy that cut a guy's dick off and cooked it while mm-hmm. he was there and the guy ended up bleeding out and they had to go to the uh, the emergency room or anything like that fascinating story but um, and they cooked the dick and apparently it sucked right like imagine yeah. going through all of that and then not properly preparing well the that's meat.
0: the the other thing is that why go dick first from why go dick first uh, but you
1: save the best for last you think right? yeah exactly yeah. it's
0: like a little um,
1: I, mean, I don't know maybe it's like a cheat like what a, I mean, is it called the thing at like the end?
0: digestif
1: a digest, a uh, yeah, a digestive. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like that, like, yeah, yeah, like my dick would be like a, di- like, it's not like the main course or yeah. anything, right? But it would just be like a nice little chicharron on top, like yeah. a little crispy skin or something <laughs> yeah. like that if you fried it up, right?
0: A nice, nice little mint at the sure. end of the meal, yeah. Um, uh-huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a little powdered sugar on there or something,
2: yeah. right? It'd be dessert. Dipped in chocolate?
1: I mean, my dick has been dessert for years, yeah. right? Like, four or five people call it that when they <laughs> see it walking down the street, right? They're <laughs> like, there goes dessert. Mm. Yeah, put some whipped cream on that <laughs> yeah. thing and get it over here.
0: A little cherry on top. Sure. Bigger than his balls. Like, <laughs> yeah. which, one? which one's the cherry?
1: Um, <laughs> uh, do you think, like, a cannibal... Is it like a cannibal family, a cannibal tribe? Do they find one person and it kind of sustains them? Or are they like also hunting and eating other people? Are they just opportunists These as well? These are all good questions. Right? Like yeah,
0: do they eat like like um, berries and, and nuts and stuff from the earth? Do you find nuts in the earth?
1: I think nuts grow I from like so. trees and shit.
0: Yeah. But I guess nuts are berries. Like Like, do they find
1: them on the earth? But I
0: mean (laughs) I mean like if you're fuck do you think (laughs) they come from? If you're foraging, you don't forage for nuts, do you?
1: Sure. I think you forage for anything that's forageable, right? I think that Are nuts
0: forageable?
1: Fuck yeah.
0: Okay, so you're eating like so when they don't have like their preferred meal, are they eating like they're foraging for nuts and berries? And at that point, again, why are you living this lifestyle? to every once in a while get this prized little tasty treat but the rest of the time you just have to
1: forage do you think that the cannibals are like they're they're probably just like regular like yeah mainly um you know mainly herbivores right but like um you know given the the Mm -hmm. certain opportunity or whatever that maybe to get through the winter months you might need Mm -hmm. some more fattier um you know uh meats to sustain you throughout those uh throughout those times but um let's we'll, we'll say there's like a hiker right and he's lost he comes across like a group of these people that like maybe sometimes like maybe eat a guy mm-hmm. and i bet they're like oh dude like you're all fucked up you got to go back east like that way and that'll get you back to the road and the guy's mm-hmm. like oh thanks cannibals yeah right? so they probably only eat a guy if he like falls off a cliff right and then he's like oh he's got yeah. a satellite phone let's call for help and then they call and they're like oh dead battery fuck i guess we got to eat this guy yeah that's the way i'm picturing this plan out yeah. because like the thought that there's just like bloodthirsty body snatchers running out of the woods and just snatching up some fucking girl named brenda taking an instagram photo on top of a mountain is pretty fucked up right just trying and to walk through a national park that, like, like greg has just fucking got a canoe on his back or something like he's yeah. just like fucking gonna like portage his way to fucking idaho or <laughs> something they're just gonna fucking eat that guy
0: and you think like we there that. would be more disappearances and there would be some sort of sighting they're yeah, not. They, some, like, there's, there's zero evidence. Yeah, are we
1: doing a whole story on a TikTok theory right now? Yeah. Oh fuck! Episode <laughs> ten, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
2: Sorry. Major speculation. Yeah. It's interesting though. Uh, yeah, I'm, but I'm but mainly
0: the just the idea of, of cannibalism and like back yeah. to the because I think that's the the thing that I've heard. Um, in like accounts. I mean the famous one is the, the plane crash in the in the Andes and yeah. they had to eat their fellow passengers. And that's from- a funny
1: movie they go from the butt first and stuff. It's true. <laughs> it's not funny, but I saw it when I was a kid and I was like, Oh they're gonna eat each other's girls and I'm like they're eating butt.
0: One of those guys recently it was like an anniversary or something like that of, of this and he like came out and did an interview. And uh, it was pretty sad.
1: <laughs> really?
0: He was like, Yeah, he's like, I don't regret it because it like, sucks.
1: But, like, honestly, once you get closer to the hole, <laughs> not that bad. Yeah. Not
0: that bad. But, like, for basically, I've heard that like human meat is not that good because it's very tough, it's very tendony and muscly. Yeah. Like we don't have a lot of fatty deposits on
1: us. Well, on an airplane, you got to think there's a fat guy on there, right? Like, well, I'm you sure go there are. I'm sure it,
0: well, of course, of course. Right? Yeah.
1: But. Um, if that's so if all you have is skinnies then do you go for like a calf muscle or a titty or something like what would? yeah
0: i would say titty um probably titty but
1: what if there's like a tall skinny guy and you're like this kid's packing a hog on him like get it out of here
0: but even then it's not like uh it's not like it'd be like um like it'd be like you know like muscly and stuff it wouldn't have a lot of like like just like like
1: marbling like it. a wagyu beef yeah, or something yeah i would That's say i would say
0: butt cheek uh, yeah. butt cheek tits calf thigh
1: you just munch that box. Like, would <laughs> you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. That's terrible. You wouldn't? I'm no. just saying,
1: right? If it was like a little cutlet or something, like you pound it up, <laughs> it, And fry it. I'm not saying, like, one way or the other. I'm saying, like, if we're already eating a person, then we're going to try as many things as we can. Well, yeah. I think yeah, beef cheeks, Um, you know, the cheeks of the animal mm-hmm. are sometimes the most yeah. delicious, right? So maybe yeah, the cheek. Yeah,
0: I was going to say cheek, too. You yeah, were going to say think cheek. Think I think, uh, (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, I think those are like the big, uh, the areas that it wouldn't be, um, wouldn't be like tough. and
2: and Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're not like, um, I like wings, right? But you're not going to like fry up fingers with like barbecue sauce, right? Even with a nice sticky glaze or something like that. Like it probably still wouldn't be good.
0: And like the arms on humans is mostly like like muscle and bone.
1: Yeah, it'd be like a tenderloin. You could overcook that; it would dry out so fast. Yeah. Man, maybe just like if you, if you like good food, don't eat people. Maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's my From problem. It's like I, I just
1: like, I'm, I'm just too fond of the food that I'm eating. Yeah, you know, I don't it's know. more of an experience for me, right? So like, I want it to be as delicious as possible, and that's probably the only reason I've I've never eaten a person.
0: Yeah, and like, what if then say you ate. Uh, you tried human meat and you liked it and then you have the taste for it well
1: then you get the hunger it's uh yeah. you know it's a tale as old as time I yeah mean, it happens all the time yeah yes the i have seen that oh one <laughs> so funny let's eat some dude yeah
0: <laughs> But yeah, any any other thoughts on this uh, this cannibal this I TikTok mean, cannibal story. Don't get your news from TikTok.
1: Yeah, I guess don't get your news from TikTok. Like the f- the the link that you sent me was so fucking frustrating. So it was just pop-ups and like I had to go through so much bullshit just to actually read the stupid fucking story, but I know. But it oh, is interesting the way that they've um, matched up the uh, the map of the highest concentration of um, yeah, that is interesting. of people missing mm-hmm. in national parks, and they correlate perfectly with like the, the locations of these tunnels. Very interesting. I would like to see a picture of where the fucking national parks are Mm -hmm. in america because like if that's just where they're located then i'm not yeah
0: agreed i do yeah i did love that element i love a good sort of infographic i am a visual learner so i appreciate that i Mm -hmm. liked that part of it Mm -hmm. but yeah it wasn't a (laughs) it's not a a reliable news story yeah i was just kind of looking for something to to talk about and this had some overlap with uh some of our interests yeah. No. Absolutely. But, um,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Does. I don't. I don't think that there's people out there in the caves and in U.S. Uh, yeah. Fuck
1: that. Like maybe. Parks. Like a, maybe there's like one. If they guy, are, they, but why like, would I they? I wouldn't m- say there's like a group of them.
0: And why would they be living in national parks? You think they would go somewhere a little bit more secluded?
1: Well, I think a national park, like, um, they're I think they're actually pretty vast and, um, protected land, so you can mm-hmm. kind of get comfortable and tunker down in one without. You know, like a big, you know, box store fucking, um, yeah, that's you know, true. like a development coming through. But I feel like, like there that.
0: are more remote areas that aren't uh, that aren't parkland.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair too. But maybe, but maybe if maybe, this is but, but a big
0: population, then maybe it's not.
1: You also want to go national parks, though, if you're a group of under, or, uh, underground network of cannibals mm-hmm. because they you also do get some foot traffic. Very true. So you do kind of yeah, want to set yeah, yourself up near a uh, food source. So
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. You want somewhere the people are going to go. So that's you don't want to be entirely secluded. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So th- this would not even be where uh, Big Feet live. They would be like way... They want to get away... The fuck away from people. Whereas cannibals want to live si- like amongst the people. Exactly. So like, why the fuck... I, it doesn't even make sense no, logically
1: it's, it's, it's stupid you know it's just more fucking clickbait right it's yeah. more people that are trying to solely the name of the noble bigfoot mm-hmm. and you know use it for their own personal gain for their own stupid fucking yeah. you know theories that that um that don't have you know any scientific or logical backing to them right mm-hmm. you know like stay in your fucking lane yeah you know what i mean right like some of that shit just like a, it 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 upsets me it's interesting but like stop you know, stop using big feet, you know, for Yeah, reasons, goat. right. Yeah, exactly. Skate foot. Yeah, nice. I like that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, you see, I mean see, yeah, super interesting. Yeah. Um I I bet like looking at a young Tom Petty here, mm-hmm. um, if you're gonna tell me that this guy's never eaten a person, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. You're full of shit.
2: It's
0: just, me. Okay, well, let's move on to the album then. because we? Excited Half to an get, hour
1: into this thing, I'm, I'm excited fucking, to get into. Uh, this. Okay, Tucky, you got to talk. Okay. So I was being a jerk last night, right? No, you weren't being a jerk. I was just telling you. Okay, so my history with this album apparently um goes deep. Excuse me, my mom's um huge fan of Tom Petty, mm-hmm. and as I was listening to it, like it didn't bring up like bad memories from my childhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. My childhood was okay. Yeah. Um, but it was just kind of weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. My mom's name is Shelley, mm-hmm. and here comes my girl mm-hmm. Shelley. And I've just heard like stepdads fucking try to serenade my mom to that, like drunk on the side of a fucking riverbed and shit like this. i <laughs> <stuff laughs> a fucking kid, and I'm like, yeah. kind of fuck this. <laughs> so okay. I yeah. needed to rebel when I was a kid, and yes. I realized that I was like, oh, this is what I was rebelling against. I right. get it. So this is. I had a fun time listening to
0: it. Yeah. No. I and I, I understand that. But um. Okay, so. Damn the Torpedoes It's the third studio album by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, released October 19th, 1979. Um, and like I said, it's pretty much widely seen as their breakthrough album. Uh, and it really is sort of like the, uh, in my opinion, it's like the perfect sort of you know, capsule of their, like, classic rock sound. Like, you pick any song off this album, and you're like, yeah, that's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That's their sound.
1: It's classic rock. And it's yeah. sort of,
0: like, their first two albums, you have, I mean, Tom Petty has always been a brilliant songwriter, but the first two albums, they were sort of still musically finding their sound and they had moments where you can see what they're going to be and see the brilliance like american girl on their very first fucking album oh yeah yeah Mm. and listen to her heart on on their second album like they had moments but then this album it all came together and like the music they found their their sound like sonically and it sort of you know went with with his lyrics um, he has
1: such a Bob Dylan. He is, is, is some <laughs> trying to push you I around. Think
0: his, I think his his voice is more uh, melodic than than Bob Dylan. Absolutely, yeah. but
1: the the kind of the structure and the way that it's. Um, like kind of like a mumble through your verse yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. and for then sure, and then belt sure. out your chorus or whatever so it was mm-hmm. it was kind of fun it's the most mockable uh, album. I, like I as a kid sure, you know what yeah. i mean right like i think that i spent a lot of time in the backseat just like remixing the lyrics of this yeah thing.
0: and so uh the heartbreakers they did there were a few lineup changes so just um for for background info the lineup for this album is obviously tom petty vocals and guitar Mike Campbell on guitar, Ben Tench on keyboards, and I, th- I think he did some backup vocals, Ron Blair on bass, and Stan Lynch on drums, and I think he did backup vocals as well. And so this is, like, the OG lineup. And uh, so the backstory to this record. And so this is what I wanted to sort of... I wanted to tell you about it last night because I think it might sort of change how you he- listen to the record. Oh, okay. Um, and I think this might make you like tom petty as a person a little bit more i don't
1: know who this guy is as a person Mm. it's just like well we were saying like if i'm flipping through the radio and Mm. i'm like hearing this and i'm like fuck but it's also so like um uh, i guess like classic or nostalgic whatever way like it's so Mm -hmm. um uh at home i guess uh yeah for me that like i'll skip all the way through the all the radio stations and like Mm -hmm. i'll just be like ah fuck i guess i'll listen to tom petty (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, I wanted to tell you this last night, but I decided to wait until the podcast. Who is but, Tom Petty? Break him down. Well, I'm gonna tell you sort of. I'm gonna tell you the, the story behind this record, and it'll give you a good idea of wh- who he was as okay. a person. Okay. Okay. So the Heartbreakers had been signed to Shelter Records for four years when um, when they were making this record, and then MCA bought uh, Shelter Records' parent company. Oh, sorry uh bought the parent company abc and then at this time petty uh when he signed his his contract with shelter four years prior he was a kid and it was a shitty fucking contract as like so many so many young artists signed shitty contracts Mm -hmm. um he gave up all of his publishing royalties in it he was making like no money um and so when mca bought shelter's parent company tom petty wanted to get out of the contract but they didn't like that obviously and so they sued him and um he basically threatened to they were working on this album at the time he threatened to shelve this album and then mca responded by threatening to confiscate all of the band's session tapes which was legally their property and so then petty went to one of the studio assistants and basically told him after every session hide these tapes somewhere and don't tell me where they are and then he's got to
1: trust that fucking guy and
0: then petty filed himself he filed for bankruptcy which then forced his contract to go into renegotiation and he still stayed strong It was like fuck you i want like my publishing royalties i want a better deal until eventually MCA caved and gave him what he wanted.
1: That was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And so now, so then Petty was still on contract. What did he with him. want? Like a
1: private chat? <laughs> $150 million. So
0: he stayed on contract, but it was a much more lucrative deal. And it Good gave him complete yeah. like creative freedom and That's control, right. returned all of his publishing rights, and. He basically made them give him his own like sort of boutique label attached to this uh, Backstreet, which then this record was recorded on this label and the following two as well. And so it's kind of like one of the first and one of still one of the only stories of an artist taking on a major record label and basically calling their bluff and forcing them to fold and give him what he wanted and deserved as an artist and then this album came out four months later and he titled it damn the damn the torpedoes like fuck you guys i'm doing my thing anyways yeah
1: fuck yeah, yeah. i thought it was like a war reference
0: well it's a sa- so it's like a quote from like a general at, at war was saying like damn the torpedoes full speed ahead type thing gangster so it's become jesus like a, christ yeah and then like another sort of fun follow-up to that story is that for the next album mca had uh like superstar pricing for their records so basically most records they released were 8.98 but some bands they sold it for 9.98 and so the album after this they wanted it to be 9.98 And Tom Petty threatened to either withhold the album or name the album 898 because he didn't want uh, the label to price gouge his fans. And again, the label folded and gave him what he wanted and stayed 898.
1: Also into that, Mm -hmm. I... What do you see around my fucking room here? I've spent a lot of goddamn money on like records and CDs and shit. When I was a kid, they... Well, that's the reason why I have so many like compilations, like Punk or Amazon, Fat Record um, compilations and stuff, because they were like five six nine dollars or something like that mm-hmm. right? like that's affordable but i mean the rest of them they were like 19 20 dollars mm-hmm. by the time i was graduating 25 dollars a fucking cd or something right yeah. before even getting into vinyl which they had like used stores and stuff so it was a little bit easier to find something yeah. a little bit um at a better price but it was always used um th- i respect the shit out of that right yeah i think for like a young kid um especially like getting into music i know how important it is to stretch like whatever you know Mm -hmm. that twenty dollars or you know like the birthday money or Mm -hmm. shoveling snow money and you're i was still at that age where like every dime that you have like i'm going to the music store and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna buy you know a record and if like you know anything that you could do to keep a dollar in that kid's pocket pretty cool yeah um that kind of that that hits uh that hits a young johnny devito right in the heart so all <laughs> and right he even said all right tom yeah. two cools two cools out of me
0: and he was like um like obviously a dollar isn't that big a difference but like fucking to, is when you're but it, when you, exactly yeah. one to kids it is and two he said if they do this now it's not gonna stop of like course. i have to put my fucking foot down Absolutely. now yeah. and he has a, a, his whole career he had a history Um, A precedent of standing up for himself and standing up for what he thought he was right and not letting major, major, uh, major labels fuck him around, even like when they had two records out when he went to went to bat against MCA before this. It was before they even had like big hits come out. And he took on this huge record label and won because he filed for fucking bankruptcy. American Girl to, was a fucking banger. Point. Yeah, that's but it wasn't a hit. No? When it came out, it wasn't really? a hit. Interesting. Yeah. But oh, um, that's, no, that, that's, yeah.
1: that's, that's, it's really cool. It's, um, and even
0: like later on in his career, a tire company wanted to use uh uh mary's got a brand new car for their commercial and he said no so then they basically used a, a fake song that sounded like that song and so we sued them for a million dollars and won
1: <laughs> tom's just steady winning out here i mean there's a, there's there's like artistic integrity involved there yeah, as well exactly. especially with that kind of thing um iggy pop is the shit Mm-hmm. um and uh, it's pretty, like, undeniable when you're a kid and you hear um, Lust for Life. Yeah. It's such a fun song. And then even growing up now, that like, fucking in my 30s, and there's, like, that song has been repurposed for just about every advertising mm-hmm. campaign um, possible. But mm-hmm. it's, like, The Strokes or The Hives or whichever one of, like, the those bands. I think it was The Hives or whatever. But they're... Are You Going to Be My Girl mm-hmm. is Lust for Life. Yeah, yeah. And like the the, the exact same dun dun dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun 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 and it's a fun fucking riff. Yeah. Both of them are good fucking songs because that guitar riff is so goddamn undeniable. Yeah. But um I remember you know like hearing classic rock radio or whatever, right? With like and even like my like my dad and my uncle like every everybody in my family was like either listening to like tom petty mm-hmm. you know or um like acdc and shit like that and like iggy pop uh, granted wasn't the most popular artist of that my mm-hmm. childhood um you know or like the my, my parents or anybody that was like listening to music at that time yeah lust for life is a fucking staple right like yeah. it's a classic rock goddamn staple um and i remember i think being like 12 or whatever like whenever are you going to be my girl came out on like much music. And you're like, you sons of bitches. Right. To the point where like, they stole the goddamn video is basically the exact same too. Right. They mm-hmm. have like a white background and
2: yeah. Bam, 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 well, bam, bam. yeah. Lame.
1: And I don't know if Iggy fucking got a buck from them, but he deserved it. So like, mm-hmm. I, th- I support what Tom. Uh, well, there.
0: similarly, there was a Sam Smith song. Um, I forget which one it was. One of the big ones that came out that was very close to a Tom Petty song. And uh, the so they went to court over it, and Tom won, Uh, but afterwards Tom came out. He was like, honest, like he was like it was an honest mistake. I don't think he did it intentionally, but like,
1: (laughs) but fuck you, (laughs) Penny. But
0: but I don't think. (laughs) I don't even think it was Tom Petty that took him to court. I forget what the exact story was. I just know afterwards Tom was super cool about it. He wasn't like, fuck that guy. He That's was like, I do think it was an honest mistake, but this is my music. Yeah, you can yeah. get
1: like, um, there's like been weird legal battles. Um, I think most famously, like um, between CCR and John Fogarty. Mm-hmm. The whatever was basically happening when John Fogarty leaves the band and leaves the label he goes on to um to to record new music and i think mm. it was like run r- through the jungle or something yeah. sounded like ccr and he's like yeah no shit because i fucking wrote all the ccr songs yeah. like anything i write is going to be fucking ccr yeah. born on the bayou fucking san francisco guy that's never been to the fucking south mm-hmm. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> still um i if you could have any ownership over that i think it's fucking important Yeah, and 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 so
0: all of these sort of go to why Tom Petty is so respected by other artists because he has always stood up for the artist since he was a fucking kid. He always stood up for what was right and wasn't afraid to fucking file for bankruptcy to to make his fucking point.
1: There's a um, there's a point of believing in yourself Mm -hmm. so much. So you're like fuck this! I'll file exactly. for chapter eleven. I'll file for chapter fucking fifteen. Like yeah, throw the book at me. Let's burn all this shit down. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna take because he fucking had to know. Here comes my girl. As well as a refugee, mm-hmm. and like I mean, there's like what, yeah. there's like four or five fucking like well, and, all time then, classics so on this album. They were they
0: were recording this album as this was happening, and so you can see in the lyrics how his influence in in refugee there's a there's a line that's like everybody's got a fight to be free. And shit, so it clearly like influenced as they were recording type thing. But yeah, he had he was fucking recording "Damn the Torpedoes," and he was like, "I'm gonna get a better fucking contract out of this. You are not taking yeah. my my publish." Yeah, you've this. just
1: yeah. bent me over the pile of your own money and fucked me for whatever yeah. little bit that I'm gonna get. Like mm-hmm. knowing, um, it's it, it's a I respect the the music lacks a sense of urgency Mm -hmm. and like danger, whatever there is like the thing in rock and roll that Mm -hmm. drives me to it. This record kind of lacks for me. Mm -hmm. So aesthetics aside, um, there's a level of cool to, to that, that I definitely do respect. So Mm -hmm. like, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna go and listen to this record after this episode because mm-hmm. it's Tom fucking Petty and the Heartbreakers, and I'm gonna hear all of these songs a hundred times again in my life. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, involuntarily, but knowing that information, that's that's then I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be as quick to like somebody really pushed you around. <laughs> like, you know what I mean?
0: like, yeah, yeah. And there are other. I mean, later, uh, in later episodes, I'll I'll bring in a different uh a different uh Tom Petty record that. Sort of a it's it's different from yeah, this stuff, absolutely. so you can sort of see that side. But I wanted to start here, and I'll I wanted good. to tell you that so you, you can see Tom Petty mm. is a little punk rock. He's a little bit punk
1: rock. Those yeah. um the, those His those moves, those moves, His absolutely, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, that's more punk rock than a lot of punk rock people. Uh, that's yeah. that's yeah. more punk rock move than a lot of. Punk that's what
0: that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, he's, no, I, he's I, cooler I than you that. might yeah. think. But yeah, so cooler uh, than I am. That's for yeah. So sort of on this topic, the. Do you have like moments well, or anything that sticks out where you're like, uh, you know, fuck everything, I'm I'm doing it, I'm doing it anyway, I'm doing it my way, and it feels like you're sort of going up against impossible odds, but you push through because you know that it's right for you, and like you're so strongly, not like arrogantly, but almost like naively believe that you're that you're right and that you're doing the right thing and you don't give a shit about you know the the hill that you have to climb
1: yeah, i'm that's fucking that's a great question <laughs> really fucking good one um <laughs> yeah yeah to the like i'm not nothing comes off the top of my head like of in the in a sense of like fighting for freedom or for mm-hmm. like you know um you know inequality or like standing up for you know, something that, that should be said. But, like, just the way that I'm living my life. Mm-hmm. Like, currently, the reason that we met... Um Yeah, it was unhappy 27-year-old journeyman plumber. And it's, like, get married and have a family and, like, do all of that shit. And, like, the idea of just, like, living the monotony of, like, mm-hmm. a day-to-day um, 40-hour work week and, and like, a like a rat in a cage or a fucking hamster on a wheel just, like, constantly, constantly doing something and being so unhappy. But making so much money that my life is like comfortable enough that like the the little bit of time that i do have off i'll just justify it by you know going on cool trips and just partying my face off or whatever right but like sunday is always my brother said the coolest thing to me i was i was watching a rowdy roddy piper (laughs) documentary (laughs) at my brother's house last night. (laughs) i was waiting for him to to get over there he was going and buying the ingredients for tacos and uh so when he's gone i'm watching the rowdy roddy piper documentary and at the very end of it I just start bawling. Mm-hmm. Rowdy Roddy Piper is uh, a hero, a hero for being a heel. All right, the B is the best bad guy I right? Think, right, right in, uh, yeah. in wrestling. And um, this documentary just like, you know, it shows the man and what, uh, you know, how injuries kind of plagued him. And then, you know, he was go- went on to have like a successful film career, you know, kind of as like a like a B movie film guy. He was in They Live, which is a fucking fantastic performance. Um, I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum mm-hmm. and I'm all out of bubblegum. It's the shit. Um, <laughs> so then he gets inducted into the <laughs> hall of fame. You know what I mean? Right. So it was this big thing, but like his, um, his whole plight of just like, I'm never going to be able to do what I want to do again. And there was such a quick decline mm-hmm. from, you know, his, uh, you know, his height to kind of being like almost incoherent, yeah. basically, um, you know, due to illness and injury and stuff like that. And then being dead. Um, and, I'm bawling my fucking eyes out at this moment, right? And uh, my brother phones me at the time, and I was just like call- – and I'm just kind of weeping, and I'm just going, man, this is Rowdy Roddy Piper documentary. He's like, dude, I know. I cried to that too. And he, he says, dude, on Sunday, I cry watching commercials. Yeah. Which is like – Yeah. You know when you're living <laughs> that kind of life yeah. where you just – if, if your weekend is so rough and it takes all of the dopamine out of your yeah, body totally. to the point where you're watching like a state farm commercial and like t- crying your fucking eyes out, mm-hmm. you know, then there's, um, there's a, there's something that you need to do to switch that. And like, yeah, I like to write, I like to tell jokes, I like to make stories and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So like, you know, pursuing, um, screenwriting, but always knowing that like comedy was like the thing that I wanted to do. So yeah, like the way that I'm like, I'm living my life now is is that and the rest of my family and yeah some of my peers are like what the fuck are you doing like why are you wasting so much time and like energy really burning the candle at both ends when you have something here that's like okay yeah and like really good for you and then to me it's not right because if that's what i have to do for the rest of my life then it's not like my life do you know what i mean yeah yeah (laughs) i
0: mean like i obviously can relate to that um yeah it's weird uh, growing up on the island most people don't leave yeah um they might leave uh duncan Mm -hmm. and go to victoria but most people tend to stay on the island and so i went to school in montreal and the whole time i was there i just felt like i i always felt sort of like i didn't fit in on the island but i really wanted to i wanted to be like a an island kid and like my parents like an island like you but I, I i am i fucking grew up there well, but like the thing like my parents aren't from there everyone their parents are fucking from there we moved a there we
1: but we moved like, there
0: like, when i was um uh me and my brothers were all born in squamish and then we moved to the island when i was like two two or three and just because of that we i always felt like we were sort of outsiders and we were mm. always kind of Everyone knew that we weren't from the island uh, that my parents weren't from there originally, because everyone's parents, their parents, and their parents, they're all That's from a really the fucking weird island. fucking
1: locals only. kind I know. of fuck you. And too. even when
0: I fucking have lived there since I was two, I always sort of felt d- different. and, and also, dorks. but also because my parents have a different mindset. and they always kind of wanted us to branch off. And I sort yeah, of was fighting sure. against that,
1: oh, so interesting. So ok, that makes a lot of sense. Then the island kids have island parents that are, like about, like you know, this about is where the, we are about yeah, this. Yeah, they're like you
0: find a, a good you know logging job or a good teaching job or whatever, and you you meet someone in high school and you marry them and then you you I'm have from your a small family town here. Too. That's
1: some bullshit. That's just like that's, I know that's, that's, exactly. Yeah, it's but a, it's a small so, town. Um, thing, but even I think so. But my small town is easier to get away from just because there's fucking road access to the rest of the yeah. world to the rest of North America or whatever from that, that yeah, point, Yeah, you can right?
0: get, you could get anywhere else. no you have to you're you're you know how your long to took
1: me to took me to get to the island? But yeah the, but sorry the, the, Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but the idea um, that where you're from is where you're gonna um, like where your roots are is where, you know, you're gonna continue yeah. to spread them is, is a It's a pretty common small town thing, but it's bullshit and it's shitty that you didn't feel like at home in a place where it was like you're fucking.
0: And I think like I really like growing up, I thought I wanted that. I thought I want because I just wanted to fit in and I never felt like I did. But then I went to university in Montreal and the whole time I was there, I just wanted to be back on the island because that's where my friends were. And I was just like, I'm going to move back to the island. I'm going to find a place in Victoria. I'm going to get a job uh, doing Uh, like social media marketing and shit and that's gonna and i'm gonna settle down in victoria but then i got back to the island and i was so fucking miserable and i couldn't understand why and then you know i was there for about a year and a half and then uh ended up through a series of random events and stuff ended up applying to to vfs and then to make the decision to leave again uh, obviously my family, like my parents and my, my brothers and like my, my friends there and stuff, they're all very supportive, but it was still sort sure, of that of course, feeling yeah. like, uh, like most people don't like, they don't understand. They're like, why the fuck would you leave when you could just stay here and work and like meet someone and like settle down? And then, but, like, uh, no,
1: that's the best part about it. Right. Like that's the part that I like about it, is that the, the thing th- that seems so obvious to them. Mm-hmm. That's so strange that you're not that that you're not doing it, right. The mm-hmm. thing that's so obvious to them that isn't so obvious to you, right? If you turn that coin over, mm-hmm. right, like the idea that they're staying there is yeah. so fucking alien to you, right? Like it, I, at some yeah. point there's, there's no and even like you can't settle for that
2: or yeah. you'll go fucking crazy. And
0: the idea of just like working nine to five, I've always been so fucking ag- Against that and so to the point my parents used to get so mad at me when i was a kid when i was like a teenager and like i would have at and at the high school i went to it was so full on like six days a week 12 hours i was at school fucking 12 hours a day i had sundays off and that's it and so i couldn't work throughout the school school year and then summer would come and we'd have two months and i just wanted to fucking do i wanted to fucking relax and just chill and then uh, but like i had to work and i would put up such a fight and my parents could not understand my i literally remember my dad saying i don't i don't think i've ever met anyone who has been so unmotivated by like making money as you because like you just want to do nothing and i'm like right. i just want to do me like right. i just don't want to be uh, unhappy the whole fuck the two months that i get off a year That's but right. um and so even like now and like once i i came here and did uh did vfs and stuff and i realized like i'm not i'm not against working i'm not a fucking lazy person i've always worked i w- started working like my first job, I was like fucking like thirteen or fourteen
2: yeah, or
1: something. I'm, like I've, I've, and yeah, like it's not like I did There's a difference between constantly working and, like, now when you're, you know, deciding like what you want to do with your with your life. proper. Yeah. it should be like I'm the hardest worker that I fucking know. Mm-hmm. By circumstance, because it's just been beat into me. Yeah, when I'm motivated and I'm working on something. That I want to do, mm-hmm. right? Like then, like the the amount of hours that I put into doing the shit that I lo- that that I love to do on top of the fucking job that I have to be at, yeah, is ridiculous, right? Like the motivation is there. So if you could take me out of my forty-hour-a-week job, put me into. Mm-hmm. Any environment that is, um you know, that's creative or whatever, where I want to be, the amount of like the work is going to get done. Yeah, it's that I don't want to work for some fucking asshole. I don't want to be at work. I don't want and I and I don't want the job to like to define a piece of me. Right? Too many people are like, I'm a plumber. Like that's your fucking job, man. It's like being a cop or something like that. Like fuck off. Like it's just that's the that's the place where you like get your check from. Yeah, that doesn't define like who you are as person. And I don't
0: want to spend that like big big of a percentage of my life doing something that makes me miserable. Fuck yeah. And like even like the the last I'm with
1: you there, Jax.
0: Yeah, even like the last job that I had um the hours were obviously insane and it was like a job in in film which was cool, but I was still like working in the production office and it was like I'm like I'm good at it and I can do it but I'm not fucking happy. I I mean, you know, I was fucking miserable. And even but even yeah, still, a to lot your, through that time. Yeah, yeah but yeah. even still like to your point like when comedy was still on when I was at that job I was still I would work fucking 12 hours a day and then get in my car and like change in my car then drive to a spot downtown and then go do another spot downtown and then go home and sleep for like you know fucking 4 hours or whatever and do 12 hours again the next day
2: that's the, but, the
1: see when you have something that you're pushing towards then that work becomes mm-hmm. like it's so shitty that we're not like able to do it right yeah. now i mean in a few months we will be able to fucking stoked for that but yeah. the um you know when there's something there that you want to do right mm-hmm. then it's there but like depression and like that lethargic fuck this attitude when there's like when you can just sit and do nothing mm-hmm. because everything else in your life that you're doing because you have to whether it be school or work or whatever right, takes mm-hmm. so much out of you yeah you know what i mean that's been this fucking pandemic honestly like mm-hmm. for me that's been a lot of it of just kind of coming home and if like we're not hanging out or if I'm not going over to my brothers, then I'll probably just like rage drink a case of beer and just think about like yeah. what I'm going to say when I get a chance to say it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like totally, when you get yeah. that, when you get a chance to fucking be on stage or whatever. Right. So like I have a, um, a ridiculous, um, stack of notes and, mm-hmm. and shit like a fucking crazy person where I'm just like constantly writing down and like preparing for this thing that might happen again down the road. Right. It's, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's still like a form of work, but it's, completely alien because the Mm -hmm. um uh the repetition isn't there the structure isn't there um you know and uh and like the opportunity isn't there right like you can't just yeah you know go and 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 make something out of nothing right which was i mean which is essentially like what we're doing you kind of like you know pivot and do it in a different direction right Mm -hmm. but the you can even say like the amount of work that goes into this the amount of work that you know is like that's the fun that we have right doing all Ooh, the other yeah. bullshit during the week or whatever is just like yeah you know it allows us the mm-hmm. the opportunity to do this shit which is which is great but yeah. i well, cannot wait to get the fuck out of there oh no
0: well yeah and to that point too like this last job when i when i left and i like told you know my boss and people at my work like i'm not i don't want to come back and everyone is sort of because the mentality in film is sort of like if the if you have a job, you need to. F- if you have an opportunity, yeah, you we're have gonna fill to fill one and go uh, to you the have next to one. Go. go
1: boom, boom, boom.
0: And I was like, no, like I'm not fucking happy. Yeah. And everyone like, are you sure? Yeah. Because like, I mean, and I like, I loved everyone at my mm-hmm. job, and I like, still think about it. I'm Like, it was nice to be around people every day, but I was so unhappy at that job, and oh. it was funny like explaining that to people who I really liked. And doing a job that I was good at and I was helpful and they're like, what do you, what do you mean? Like you have this job lined up. Why wouldn't you come back? And you're being like, I don't fucking want to. I oh, don't want to do the this. same
1: fucking thing just across yeah. the top at my work. You know, we're yeah. getting to the end of the job and then the higher ups are coming in and they're saying like, okay, so this is, uh, these are our plans. This is where we're going to send you the next. I'm like, I got to stop you right there. Yeah. You know, during COVID, this was here. Like I have a journeyman ticket. So like I'd be dumb not to make a little bit of mm-hmm. money while everything is shut down, but like i'm not going they asked yeah. me like what are you gonna do after and i'm like i'm gonna go and figure it out yeah but um as long as i'm not here that affords me more time to work at the thing that i want to exactly, do exactly right yeah, so yeah. like i will take less money and shit like that family's fucking thrive on my income do okay right mm-hmm. but like i can't right i will yeah exactly it's not worth nuts. it
0: yeah exactly yeah fuck exa- it
1: like i don't care i'm not motivated by that cash at all no right? like, yeah, if there's if there's yeah. a, if there's a monetary gain at the end of, you know, like what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. you know, fuck yeah. Like, that's, yeah, obviously, that's, that's like we're working towards uh, making
0: money, but that's we could both be making more money right now doing other things. Yeah, for but sure. Like, I don't
1: yeah. care. Like the, the yeah. what I want to do is make cool shit with my friends. And that's yeah. it. because, you know, like then life's. You know, for you, right? Like, otherwise, like, you're just walking through a national park waiting for a fucking underground network exactly. of cannibals to come and fucking eat your face. Yeah. And, like, that's not the way that I get down. And, like, what's what if the they go cheek the... first?
0: Like, right into that Yeah, like, yeah. oh, you got
1: to get it while it's still fresh. Hey, Johnny's got well, the like cheek.
0: keep you alive to yeah. keep the... What was I just fucking reading? It was like adrenochrome, like Oh, it's up. in a. It was in Galapagos when they were talking about how they kept like the cows alive or whatever for as long as they. they he wasn't talking about.
1: He was talking uh, about th- farming and stuff like that. Yeah, it far- was. It was Kurt giving Vonnegut's like context. Galapagos. Check it out. Yeah, like, but I knew it was,
0: it was about like how uh, like sailors and shit like would keep the an- the cows and shit alive as they like cut off pieces of their body to like keep the meat fresh. Oh
2: and yeah,
0: shit. yeah 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 absolutely. yeah. Um. Anyways,
1: if you were going to put um, like so that they would take like goats and shit like that, put it on an island mm-hmm. and then like they would just like run around the island until they would come back. Right. And then they would have like animals on that island or whatever mm-hmm. that they could eat. Right. You're going to drop one person on a desert island so you could circle back in like a month and eat them. Who you you dropping on that island? Uh,
0: OK, wait, wait. Explain that again. What is the uh, uh, we're drop, uh, dropping a person on the island to eat, th- to eat this person?
1: Uh, yeah. When you circle back around. Just in a Mm. nautical sense, right? Because you're sailing on, right? So, like, the whole thing is, like, on your sailing route, you're going to go, you know, to to A and do, like, your merchant training or whatever, right? And you're going to come back and you might need a place to stop and have a meal. You know what I mean? But
0: wouldn't this person, if you're dropping a person on the island with a bunch of animals, wouldn't you just eat the animals?
1: Jackie, it was was such a what if. Like, no, not anymore. Like, (laughs) it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, I I just wanted you to say, I just wanted you to say, like, if you had to eat one person on earth, who would it be? um because could you eat somebody that you hate or could you eat somebody that you love no, or would it have would it have to be a different
0: it would have to be a stranger it couldn't be anyone who i knew personally it would be too uh it'd be too close you know it'd have to be someone who i have no association like when i see their you'd face you'd want to I'm know them i think because neutral. like what like
1: because i mean what if you're yeah but like you, so you're eating a stranger but he's like shit for dinner conversation Like, you want an interesting person. I'm just saying, right?
0: No, I wouldn't want them to be interesting. Then I wouldn't want to
1: eat them. I want, like, Alan Moore. (laughs) He wrote a lot of cool stories. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about
1: Watchmen. And you'd be like, the movie
0: sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how to eat. It's hard to. I I, I just, like, can't put myself in the mindset of wanting to eat a person. Nobody
1: wants to eat a guy.
0: (sighs) I I mean, like, to. in terms of like taste and texture, I'd want it to be like a like a fat person. I want it to be a little chunky, chunky.
1: Oh, for sure, you but, want a little chunkster. Wait, yeah. is swallowing come cannibalism?
0: I've been asked this before, not cannibalism. I've been asked if Have I uh, asked you this before. Probably. Oh, I, <laughs> I apologize. No, that it's not not cannibalism. The question that I always get um, if I'm around. Uh, Men that I don't know, and it comes up that I'm vegan. They, it's always yes, of course. Are you vegan if you swallow? Um, I don't think that counts as can I I don't think that counts as cannibalism, and I don't think it it makes you not a vegan if you swallow.
1: If you choose to swallow, cum you are still a vegan, <laughs> according to Jackie. Yeah. According to science and people that care based about based on the research uh, I've done. <laughs> Can't argue with that. I've always been a meat eater, so like the, the the belly full of cum that I have doesn't like it doesn't put me in like a different group of people. You know what I mean? All right? Yeah, yeah. Right? I'm um, still in the same team. I don't think
0: it's cannibal. I think you would have to eat like the meat for it to be cannibalism. But anyways, let's move on to the next question.
1: Oh, we got more questions. Yeah. Oh sure. Cool.
0: <laughs> so after after Tom Petty dropped out of high school. Uh, he had a bunch of odd jobs, one of which was a grave digger in Florida, grave which uh, digger, dig <laughs> he, he took because you didn't have to dress sharply; you could wear whatever you wanted. And he also said that he got his foot caught in a lawnmower on his first day. Just fun fact.
1: He's just trying to get EI.
0: So, what Work do you? Yeah, what do you think about uh, like ghosts and cemeteries and like the lore around graves and stuff and like. Do you so when I uh when I was in Scotland, we went to Edinburgh and there is an old cemetery there and a lot of the graves have these cages oh, around that's it. That's cool. Yeah, and yeah. it's because like back in those days they truly believed that people will come out of their yeah. their graves and they wanted to keep them in. So do you think what are what are your thoughts on the undead? Do you think a zombie apocalypse is forthcoming?
1: I think that um, like a zombie apocalypse because like, like you know i love some ghosts and goblins and ghouls mm-hmm. right you know but like more so about ghosts and shit like that's so like yeah. spirits and what yeah. so like um spirits active in a graveyard i definitely do think i grew up next to a graveyard so i'm like really right. like a, a, a mm-hmm. spook spook enthusiast for sure i yeah. like um i like monster mashing um and then even in like my high school days i'd like sneak into the graveyard and like do like drugs and various things in there with mm-hmm. my friends and stuff like that i yeah. had sex in a graveyard one time it was crazy anyway yeah um yeah yeah it's pretty cool anyway oh, sorry i'm just remembering <laughs> <laughs> just going back to a better time <laughs> having sex and doing drugs in graveyards um, i i do believe that the possibility of like raising the dead is um i, I like i think that it's it's not out of the realm, the realm of possibility. Yeah. But I do think that like the way that's going to happen, isn't going to be like a, like a night of the living dead thing where like a body that's been like, you know, chemically, uh, fucked up from the u.s government gets like accidentally cremated and then it goes in the sky and then mm-hmm. acid rains down onto a graveyard and then like a bunch of like punk rock night of the living dead comes out even though that's my favorite movie version of the right of the thing i think it would be more of like a 28 weeks later 28 days later kind of situation mm-hmm. where like um uh some kind of virus breaks out and then you're kind of getting like um um like an uh, like a zombie apocalypse from that thing. But then I don't know if that mm. would be technically a, a zombie. You, you'd have to flatline yeah. and be dead and then come back from the dead. Ooh, Jackie. But what I if don't their, know.
0: their brains were in like a zombie state?
1: If they yeah, that would be the thing, right? But I but think it from the classic undead, yeah. Yeah, like the classic zombie need brains to yeah. live, unfortunately i i'm not there with it yeah like same thing with like mummies like i know that mummies like mummification exists right but i'm not afraid of like a mummy walking around right werewolf obviously um vampire a little more open to it but maybe not Mm -hmm. um and i think like I say obviously to werewolves because like the idea of like shapeshifters and things like mm-hmm. that have just been like in like um like ancient lore of like Yeah, I like that. You know yeah. what I am mean? super into it. I'm right? into that. Yeah, and Bigfoot and same with vampires sure. too. With bats, Aliens, obviously, yeah. duh. Um you know, so it's like stuff like this. So I'll kind of pick and choose the phenomenon mm-hmm. and like so a zombie where it does make for like great storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's a bottle episode, right? Like the yes. way that I look at the zombie movie is yes. like you know, it's there's there's like um there's one structure to it and you can fiddle around with it mm-hmm. a little bit, right? But the the main thing is is still there. Mm-hmm. You basically got to hunker down until you make a last stand and get rescued kind of thing. Yeah. Um so unfortunately I don't think that we could see somewhere something where like the undead f- like physically comes back unless yeah. it's like the most extraordinary Um, event to ever take place in human history yeah unfortunately
0: i i actually i i have the almost the exact same opinion on on zombies so like i yeah obviously yeah (laughs) so we uh yeah like i love uh paranormal phenomena but i think my opinion on zombies is always that as you said it's a great um, great storytelling device. Yeah. But I think it's a little bit too much ingrained to our, in our uh, popular culture now, mm-hmm. where it's just mm-hmm. like something that people go to. Yes. Like they're like, oh, it's going to be these, the zombie apocalypse or yeah. whatever. It's just so it's overused. We've had almost, a decade of like in too my much opinion, zombies. Where Maybe it's even like, even everyone's like, years. oh, zombies. And yeah. I'm like, and it's the one thing
1: yeah.
0: now where it's so overused. When people say zombies, in my head I'm like, "You really fucking think that people are gonna come out of there?" It's like the one paranormal thing where I get rational about it. Like we like have like a podcast no where we way. talk about aliens yeah. and bigfoot, <laughs> yeah. and I like look at people like they're idiots. <laughs> I'm like, it's yeah. zombie apocalypse, really? <laughs> yeah that's his tough like i can't it's hard to, to call but it is somebody a fun storytelling device shawn of the dead one of the best fucking comedy films of all time uh, Well, the like, best zombie film i,
1: I think yeah but yeah. like i mean it goes on like tucker and dale versus we, evil yeah not even a zombie movie but mm-hmm. it has like like the, the way that they did it mm-hmm. hilarious um and I'm gonna even go like Night of the Living Dead because it's like oh, punk yeah. and campy and stupid. Classic. And there's a part where like uh, with the zombie swarms yes. in that movie are great yes, because yes, there's yes, like yes. ten people dressed up like zombies and then fifty extras behind them, so they're all just yeah. like swarming. In well, the that was the it's, template. For oh, for sure. Everything and it, and to it was come. it was old, right? It was like exactly. I mean, low budget or whatever, yeah. right? It was definitely a budget flick. But there is like. Um, uh, well the zombie like goes into the ambulance mm-hmm. or the cop car I can't remember but he goes on the radio and yeah. he goes to the radio and goes send more cops yeah
2: yeah oh that's the God. shit that yeah. I love right yeah. Um
1: but the uh, but if you if you flip that coin over like it's a great tool mm-hmm. f- like I love like horror comedy anytime that like that's a that's a really good one to fucking uh, to mix it's the best I, genre I see like as, yeah, you know, scary movie house yeah. of horrors fucking I mean the Oh yeah, the list could really go on, but Peepers. I, I'm fucking Dracula Dead <laughs> and loving it.
2: I love that. Leslie shit. Um But
1: if you do turn the coin over, the there's people that have made like a campy kind of, you mm-hmm. know, weird genre very heartbreaking. You see the opening scene of 28 weeks later, where the husband has to like he basically looks at his wife and makes the decision to leave her, so she's kinda of hiding in the attic and oh, like look okay. li- and he's supposed to get the boat and kinda of like come mm-hmm. back and save her kind of fucking thing. I can't remember exactly what happens, but she's like watching him from the yard and he like looks at her and she basically watches his the husband leave. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's a really fucking heartbreaking moment, but it's the only thing that he could have done to save his own life and I believe the life of the children. I can't remember the the right. I, I gotta go back and watch it. Yeah. But that opening um, I believe it's twenty eight weeks later. Yeah, it's fucking heavy. Yeah. Right? So, um a great tool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. If yeah, you, if great if for great for yeah. movies,
0: great for stories. I just, just I'm not yeah. as into it. No, it doesn't. Jackie. it's not you don't spot. Yeah, me neither. You. Know, <laughs> it's, not getting, it's not getting me wet. It's <laughs> yeah. not
1: getting you hard. Yeah. No, I, I don't think we're
0: into this. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't. There's no zombie sightings or anything like that.
1: Yeah. But um, but like in the, um, do we believe in like voodoo yes. or like so like in 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 a sense like oh fuck could somebody. No, we're gonna leave it at that. We'll leave yeah. it at that right now. Okay. So
0: final question, and then we'll 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 land with this. Okay. So basically, um, windstorm. No more cans by the windows.
2: I, I, know. I may or may not. Have, no, we won't say it yeah. it. We won't say it here.
0: Uh, so uh, Mark Marin has this bit where he basically says that like in these divisive times. And this is like years old too. So, but it's still relevant today. In like the country is so divided in the states and in Canada too, North America, Mm. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, But Petty is sort of the one thing that all Americans can agree on. Like, sort of no matter where you're from, being Petty
1: or Tom Petty, Tom Petty.
2: Okay.
0: And so, no matter where you're from, or like your political views, or what kind of music you like, there's probably at least one Petty song that you really dig. And I think Oh you that, bitch.
1: Yeah, I have yeah.
0: <laughs> and so I think a lot of that has to do because he's so like authentically himself and yeah. he created this this sound that it's is so classic and his lyrics, the way he write the way he says things is very relatable. It's very plain and simple and you can sort of latch on to something. Yeah, of course, yeah. And so it. do you think now though that anyone can still can still do that, can like unite people like that or is everything just so like overtly political that's impossible for one artist or like person to have mass appeal like that so do we have to sort of like pick sides because even like petty when uh, i believe the album southern accents they use sort of part of the confederate flag as their um promo mm-hmm. and then years later um in like i want to say like 2015 or something like that tom petty did an interview and he was like that was such it was one of the stupidest fucking things i've i've ever done like at the time because i grew he grew up in in florida he's like i'm a southern guy i always thought of it just like a south being proud to be from the south thing but now i know the history and i know and i can see that like that i can understand now that any uh that a t- that any any black person or whatever who'd see that flag felt marginalized and i feel like such a fucking idiot that i ever did that he even went back and corrected oh, of course, himself right. it but was that on the but fucking still
1: for the general lee right? yeah i mean but it was even, it was such um, a pop culture thing right yeah. so for like i, I mean I and know. so he
0: has obviously and later in his career he definitely got more political but he always sort of like he kind of seemed like apolitical in his uh, persona and he was able to. That's just... why he
1: sells fucking tickets, right? Exactly. He can sell tickets in San Francisco, and he can sell them in fucking Dallas, Texas. Yeah, fucking. fucking you know I went I mean, to right?
0: uh, Louisiana,
2: wherever. Right. And the to-
0: The. I'll only talk about this briefly because I. Uh, anytime Tom Petty gets brought up, I have to talk about this concert. But we went. Me and my my dad and my little brother Kelly and my best friend Madison went uh, to a Tom Petty concert, his final tour, uh, in in Vancouver here. And it was one of the best fucking concerts I've ever seen in my life. He was on stage for over two hours. He fucking talked in between every song. He was so full of life. Um, And he died like less than two months later. And it was at that concert is so fucking special to me because it was such a like a incredible experience to be there with like all these people that I love. And, like, every fucking, like, the whole fucking two hours, everyone was standing up and yeah, singing. Yeah. And, you know, there was tons. There was a whole fucking variety of people in that audience. But we were all fucking jamming out to every single lyric. Uh, Tom in fucking these, Petty. T- yeah, I I mean, it was I'll give Tom
1: that. fucking I give Petty. Like, all right. But, um, uh, I go Yeah, like, yeah any, any time that there's a band with fucking in the middle, then I've been at a lot of shows <laughs> where it's blank fucking blank. And yeah. It's yeah, it's that moment. I remember uh first time I met you in VFS. You were sitting in front of we were in the basement in Cat mm-hmm. Montague's, uh, like script yeah yeah structure class or whatever yeah. the fuck. And uh yeah, you were wearing a Tom Petty t shirt and I remember being like, Don't be cool right now, John I'm fucking make friends. Don't be <laughs> fucking cool asshole, be like, Fuck Tom Petty Because I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you, there's um it came on the radio at like eight o'clock when I was a kid, and, like, they played the shit out of it to the point where, mm-hmm. like, I knew what time this song was coming on, and I would, like, last dance to Mary Jane, or last dance to Mary Jane, or whatever, yeah. when I was, like, very young. And we're back! Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to, um...
0: Tom Petty on the radio. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: sorry, yeah. So, when I was a kid, I, I, I knew that, uh... You know, the the time to catch that song, and, um... And, and really dug it, and mm-hmm. it was, like... I was into, like, bubblegum pop music yeah. and shit i was a fucking kid right i was had spice girls and the backstreet boys or whatever like for my first Fuck yeah first same. First tapes or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah i actually yeah, had yeah. them on tape um
0: <laughs> my okay, quick aside my whenever spice girls i was so obsessed with with spice girls as a kid whenever it gets brought up my parents love to tell how from ages like probably four to seven i would walk around with like crop tops and like platform sandals and every <laughs> would just be like go power
2: go power as <laughs> a goes <sing-a-sing-a>.
0: yeah <laughs> anyways sorry go yeah on. no um, uh. so i was super into that and
1: i so that song might have been like um um the first one that wasn't like a dance number like super poppy or yeah. whatever that it was um you know it was rock and roll it was melodic and like the last dance with mary jane or whatever. i mean mm-hmm. it definitely wasn't like the rock and roll that i would go on to you know yeah. uh to to love and stuff but i i would be lying if i told you that tom petty hasn't been uh part of like my life like sonically whether i liked it or not you know for my yeah. entire life right and i don't hate him for it
0: yeah i mean he uh, it
1: would be different if he sucked right yeah
0: and he um yeah obviously like like we've talked about my dad super into classic rock and so i grew up on tom petty and my my two best friends growing up maddie and shelby both also love tom petty and so this music when i hear it uh obviously like i like all types of music and i know this isn't like you know, it's not, like, interesting or it's not, like, super <laughs> dynamic or it's not, like, it's not, like, dangerous or anything like that. But it makes me feel happy because it reminds me of home. And, like, I also, I just love his lyrics. Um, and, yeah, I have a lot of good memories. Oh, lemonade but you, was a
1: popular drink and it still is. Yeah. yeah. But do
0: you think... There is anyone now that can like unite so many oh, different sorry, people to go back in the question. same way that that Tom uh, Petty any, did. Is
1: anybody capable of having mass appeal now? I don't know because everything is so sequestered and, and um mm-hmm. and, and and separated for for good reason. Well, right? I think like now if everyone like your is. Shit, then yeah. you know where to go for it. But right? I
0: also think now everyone is much more political and they want. People, everyone wants
1: whether they're someone political to or take not, they want their fucking opinion, like everybody, exactly. everybody wants they to, want have their to know voice what you're heard and, shit like and that, because, like, of
0: cancel culture and shit, they're like, Well, I want to know what your views are so I can know whether to like you or exactly. not. Exactly, yeah. so
1: many fucking people base their um opinion and assessment on art, yeah, um, like 10 steps past the art itself, yeah, right. So, if you're gonna look at a painting. And, like, you dig brushstrokes and shit like that, and you know what to recognize, and then you'll like that. And, obviously, um, or if you, like, a show about, um, you know, a doctor in New York that has a family, and you're like, oh, this is interesting, and you find Mm -hmm. out, oh, wait a minute, he is one of the most successful comedians. has been date-raping fucking women for, you know, so you can see a lot of the things that were, like, either, like, presented as wholesome that turned out to be horrific, or, um, like, that's kind of why I, like, really fucked up shit. All right. I like really fucked up artists. I like Mm -hmm. really fucked up stuff because like, that's where the fucked up comes out. You know what I mean? Right. Like I like to, I don't, I'm not afraid of my friends that are out until two or three in the morning and like, and going to like these places and doing these things because I know where they are. Right. Mm. And like, I've, you know, I also have spent a little bit of time, you know, creeping around the back streets and stuff like that. Right. And like, that's where people don't know where you are. Yeah. Right. So like always keep an eye on somebody that, you know, uh, all of that bullshit aside, mm-hmm. the need for your own self-validation in the art that you consume is fucking dumb, mm-hmm. but I get it, right? Like, I totally need it. Yeah. I won't... Um, if I find out that something that I love and have loved for a long time has been kind of compromised by yeah. something... Um, that is like pretty horrific by the person that was like making that art. Mm -hmm. Then it's up to me to, you know, to to see what that was. How am I going to feel about this every time that, you know, this art comes up, whether it's, I mean, it runs the gamut, whether it's filmmakers, comedians, musicians, fucking everybody has done artists, visual artists, like every, if you go back far enough, you're going to find something distasteful or something not to like about something. Right. But, um, whether, so like, if that's the, if that's the landscape and that's the way that, um, people, Um, like just like the, like the, 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 the zeitgeist or the, the, the mass kind of mindset is then I don't know if it's possible unless your name is Beyonce because bitch, um, if, uh, no, honestly, I I don't think that like an artist is going to come through because every, um, there, there used to be like subculture, right? But now it's yeah. like generational gaps and shit like that, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Which is crazy because the only thing that's ever been, uh, that ever been of importance is class, mm-hmm. right? Right? Like this is fucking this is where it all boils down it's to. True, right? Yeah. But yeah. every every group is like, we need to protect ourselves mm-hmm. and each other. Yeah. But mostly ourselves yeah well everyone
0: is uh, humans are tribalistic by nature and it just depends on what you define the tribe as totally so
1: um will somebody like it's hard with music right because with like sports um it's so simply like Mm um uh easily uniting yeah. when you can look at like you know because Michael it's Jordan not taking like a, over this fucking thing yeah. Nigel Houston if you're like a fan of skateboarding it's pretty undeniable that that kid's yeah. like the most dominant but um, I think like competition with the, skateboard or whatever so like it's it's easier to do but with music it's like it's it's with art you're you're putting something yeah. out there that is
2: and it's coming it's, it's like as impossible.
0: athletes like what you admire them for isn't them it's what they can do with their bodies and it's like what they what they can accomplish in a purely like yeah. physical realm. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like we're talking musicians- about the NFL
1: too, because like people don't give a fuck about what an NFL exactly, player is done. Yeah. There's because it doesn't matter. Shit.
0: Whereas like musicians, you're consuming like part like their their soul in sure. a way. Because they're like putting there and then, it's disturbing when you find out someone whose music is like a part of you has like wild views that you don't agree with. Yeah, and if so you're I a fan of like kinda, pop yeah. punk in the early two thousands yeah. and
1: think that any of those people weren't having sex with underage girls, like you better give your fucking head a shake, right? Like there's a, there's yeah, a lot of like yeah. and um, like the same thing with like um like with uh, like misogyny and violence and hip hop and, hip-hop and whatever, whatever, right? Or if you look at like um. Um, like the 70s like rock and roll kind of era where those mm-hmm. guys are like fucking like doing coke and then, uh, like doing horrific fucking things yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like so every every era has that mm-hmm. i think with like from what you've told me about tom petty in particular doesn't seem to have a lot of those things i mean you sure you no i don't know whatever? of
0: any well he he did um he was addicted to heroin uh, But other than that Like he wasn't like Other a big, than a
1: little heroin addiction But it was like a no, that's cool. It's, it's like,
0: interesting because it is like Kind of a, a brief period in his life Where he went yeah. through this There's when not he was like going Aerosmith stories But it wasn't heroin, like right? he was a lifelong partier He yeah. was never He was right. like a, a Big weed smoker, That's but cool. he wasn't a big drinker or anything like that. Yeah, but um, so well, I, yeah, I think that, I
1: that it would be it would be easier for somebody that would be like just generally all around likable. Exactly, but yeah. um, even but it was also
0: easier to be that way in like the the eight, the seventies and eighties yeah. and yeah. stuff because now people demand to yeah, know your you political can't do views, it right?
1: like, um, which is
0: like kind of in some ways it's for the better. Yeah. I think. As a whole in society, it's better that people are more political, mm-hmm. but in terms of consuming art, it, it has bled over a little bit too much, maybe, yeah. because I don't know. if. Well, we I don't know. Actually, know. so
1: hold on. Um, uh, the fucking maybe you can, but you have to be run the jewels. Yeah. Run the Jewels is the only fucking group that I've seen in the past like decade maybe mm-hmm. that every fucking buddy is on it's board true. with. Fuck, and anybody them- that's not on board with them is afraid to say it because you that shit is like undeniably like. You okay. know what's funny
0: is that I've seen them live. They opened for for Lord.
1: Randy
2: Marsh? <laughs> the Randy Marsh? Yeah. That's rad.
0: <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. I don't
2: but but know.
0: uh but yeah, like this uh like yeah, like this pop artist that they S- open for, which is yeah. like clearly, and everyone was fucking going wild. So for maybe the okay. So, so they, everyone fucking loves Run the Jewels. So that was my my. Yeah, point. I so was maybe
1: not you. to. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So to frame the or to answer the question under like a different kind of frame, mm-hmm. then, um, I I do think that you can have like um serious mainstream um success kind of blankets over everything, but it's just not going to look like this ever again.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Mm. That's fair. Yeah, nice.
1: So yeah, no, I'm happy.
0: <laughs> well, uh, do you have any more thoughts on the album? Any any closing remarks?
1: Um, I can't remember the name of the song, but there was one that I uh, there was there was one on here that I dug that was Shadow uh, of a
0: Doubt. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So if you're gonna check out this album, listen to Shadow of a Doubt. Uh, I really I like, like that one too because every other song on here you have heard before, and. Um, you know, I'm 31 now. I'm not trying to be a fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm not too cool for anything. I'll listen to it and uh, and have some fun. And yeah, fuck it. Happy uh, happy 10th episode.
0: Yeah, happy number 10. We're we gonna pop I this was... fucking warm
1: ass bottle of champagne, <laughs> baby. Let's <Yeah>. do it.
0: <laughs> I was looking for. I was trying to figure out. I was gonna do. I was like, oh, what's like the ten? What's like the ten like like anniversary type thing? And it was like aluminum or tin. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna you get should. a bottle of bubbly. That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah, right at my face. <laughs>
0: Happy. <laughs> Happy
1: tenth. Mm-hmm. Let's get the fuck out of here.
2: Heh heh heh